Want to make a podcast? Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily. Then distribute it everywhere and even earn money. And you can do that all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Ever since I discovered Spotify for Podcasters, and this is my personal testimony, of course, I feel like having options like video podcasts and Q&A and polls has let me be creative on another level. I highly recommend you give it a try. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters to get started. Last time on Lonely Boys. So, when's the party? Saturday. And you're kind of not invited, since until 12 hours ago everyone thought you were at boarding school. And Jenny used up all the invites. You can go now. Sorry. No, no, it's okay. Uh, I've got a lot of stuff to do anyway. Well, we should get going then. Unless you want us to wait for you. Looks like you got a lot of yogurt left. Blair, think we can meet tonight? I'd love to, but I'm doing something with Nate tonight. The palace, 8 o'clock. Nate will wait. I can probably do a half hour. Thanks for making the time. You're my best friend. Hey Upper East Siders, and welcome back to the Lonely Boys Podcast. I am one of your lonely boys, uh, Matt Gagan, and you know what? I think I'm going to stop introducing myself after this because, you know, if you, if you don't know who I am by now, you're, you're never going to learn. But I, uh, okay. I, listen, I, I, th- I think three episodes, Fine. it's been enough time for, for everyone to learn my name. And I just think introducing myself, it's going to get tiresome for me. And that's the most important thing. We don't want me to get tired. So that's um, fair. I'm exhausted. I'm, I'm, and you're coming in before you're introduced already. This is just ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. But, Woo. uh. Here he is, the other lonely boy, Brendan Ruppel. Brendan, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing great, and I'll never get tired of being introduced. No, it's yeah, I, 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 I'll intru- I like introducing other people. Introducing my, I just, yeah. I think I just don't like saying my own name. I never know how it to introduce. I understand that. I never know how to introduce myself to people because my, you know, my full, I, you know, not a lot of people know this. My full government name is Matthew Gagan. Not to dox myself on 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 air <laughs> on your own show. On my own show. Um. <laughs> um and I, you know, no one calls me Matthew, way too formal. But then, you know, what do I say? Matt, Matt's fine. People call, but no one really calls me yeah. Matt. People, people are calling me by my last Some name, Gagan, but I'm not, I'm not going to introduce myself by my, Gerard does famously call me Matt. Um, and your mom and, does call you Matthew, by the way. Yes, that's true. But we, we're not counting that. Um, <laughs> okay. Fa- family stays off the, we do not discuss family members on this podcast. No, never. Ever. We highly, uh, no, never. We would do. Um, there. But yeah, I'm not going to introduce myself by my last name. A lot of people don't call me Matt. People are either calling, or a lot of people call me Maddie, like Maddie Fresh. Maddie, Maddie Fresh. G. People Sometimes love the Twitter names. But I also, yeah. It also, yeah, it also feels weird for me to say Maddie. Like I, I kind of like I like when people call Maddie, but it feels weird sure. for me to introduce myself. And you know, What's I, a nickname? I think we've already gone off on a really good tangent here. So <laughs> I don't know about we. I think it's just, just <laughs> you are going off on your own name. <laughs> <laughs> so that's where we're at here. <laughs> that's where we're at. <laughs> Um, but yes, we so, are. Do you here. want me to introduce you? In the, are you trying to get at that? Do you want me to introduce you well, and you introduce me? So but then I talk well, first. That's what's no. Because then what am I going to do? You wouldn't I, have that. Like just sit around and wait for me. For the people listening, we are not starting another episode. I'm just running through a hypothetical situation here. I would go, 
Hey, Upper East Siders, welcome back to the Lonely Boys Pod. Uh, we're here to talk about, you know, whatever episode, and here's my co-host, or assistant yeah. host, Brendan Ruppel, and you'd come in, and you'd be like, and you're Matt. Well, that I was going to really, say, here's another that idea. Really work. Run that whole thing back, and then when you say, I'm your host, I'll just jump in and say, Matt Gagan, and then you can continue talking. <laughs> okay, let's, okay. Hey, Upper East Siders, welcome back to the Lonely Boys Pod. Uh, I'm here... Nope, I didn't like that. We're oh here boy. to talk about we're here to talk about Gossip Girl. I'm Matt Gagan. And this is Brendan Ruffle. <laughs> yeah, you say that part. Yeah. Okay. Um Perfect. We'll talk we'll talk about that off air. We'll see we'll yeah. see if we'll see if that works. But I don't know, because I listen to other podcasts and they're not introducing themselves every time. They kinda just, you know. So, welcome. Yeah, I, I guess well some sometimes podcasts have a very formulaic intro yeah, where they do true. introduce each other. I Listen, think this works for now. We're still in the growing pains of this podcast. This is yeah. The, I think uh, we we can talk about it each time. Yeah, this is the third done. episode of the podcast. You know, uh, covering the second episode of the show, and that's you know when I go back to the beginning of a podcast and listen to the beginning, I like to hear these origin stories and have yeah. these podcasts figure out what's going. People on. People love is, this shit. This is exciting to me. So I think people are really just hooting and hollering right now about how how exciting <laughs> this all is. Um, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we are here to talk about the second episode of the first season. Yeah of the show Gossip Girl entitled The Wild Brunch and this is oh this this could be a fun segment cuz like i said each uh each episode uh is kind of a reference to either a movie or a book or a, a show or something it's a pop culture reference mm. so do you okay. know what The Wild Brunch was referencing uh first thing that comes to mind is The Wild Things which doesn't make any no. sense no so you are 0 for 1 so far. 0 for 1, you, okay. Me, <laughs> that is a good segment, though. Like, like, <laughs> I don't know if I'll ever get a hit here. <laughs> I, I'd like to... We can, <laughs> we can uh, see how long it takes for you to finally yep. get one. Um, <laughs> so let me just jot that. And are you going to tell me all of them at the, at the last episode, or are you going to keep me in the, in the dark until... No, no, no. I will, I will reveal to you. This you tell me was, each time, okay. The title reference was uh, the 1969 film The Wild Bunch. Are you familiar uh... with, that, uh, with that work of art? No. Okay. Neither am I, really. But, so. but it's obviously Uncle Cream's favorite year. Also, shout out to Cream Nation. Cream. Oh, creepy Cream Uncle Nation. of podcasting. Yeah. Um, Can't forget that. So, yes, you are 0 for 1 so far. Um, and, yeah, this is the, the Wild Brunch. In the wake of the scandalous kiss on the lips party, Serena receives an ice-cold reception from her best friend Blair, who reveals that she knows Serena slept with her boyfriend. Nate, before mysteriously running off to boarding school, as if they cannot get any chiller, chillier, Serena decides to take Dan to arch enemy Chuck's fundraiser brunch at the palace, and Jenny seeks advice from Blair, who realizes she may have something to gain by allowing Jenny into her inner circle. Mm. A very, a very good follow-up to the pilot. You know, really yeah. just uh, kind of hits on everything we were talking about in the first episode. Um, what would you think? Did this keep your attention? Yeah. Well, I, first off, I want to say that when we did our our guesses on what the episode would be about last episode on our predictions and whatnot. I think that's almost what I said word for word, like verbatim. My prediction was what you just read off. Okay, good. Cause I have already forgotten what your prediction was, but I did, I do remember <laughs> saying that uh, I think you were pretty close last week. I think it, it was along the lines of me saying it would be a wild brunch. So it's, it was fair, fair guess. Um, otherwise entertaining. So you keep saying that I might not like the show. And so far this one was, I think the pilot maybe, maybe was a little bit better cause Mm-hmm. There's slightly more action, but I'm amazed that two episodes in, there's this much drama. I guess it is a drama. I don't watch so many dramas, so I'm amazed with how dramatic a drama yeah. it can be. Yeah, I was I was worried we might get a little bit of a drop off because I knew I liked the pilot. Um, right, 
Sophomore and then slump. I know, I know, I know that I like the next episode. So I was worried that this one would be maybe a little dud in the middle. But no, it really keeps it. It's it, good. it keeps the momentum of the pilot. You know, mm-hmm. um, we're introduced to you know at least uh, one new character. We are seeing these rivalries continue. Maybe some new rivalries. Mm-hmm. Uh, no more than like twenty four hours later. So it's really, yeah. We're it's only yeah. the next day. School hasn't even started yet. Um, we have breakups and makeups, and we have brunch. We have the very important mm-hmm. event of the week, which is brunch today. Um, are you a brunch guy at all? I like I like brunch a lot. You're it's big, got a stigma about it guy. that could be snooty, but I mean those aren't the kind of brunches I'm going to. But I was saying, do you, I love do you a do good these... reason to get some drinks at eleven o'clock in the morning. Yeah, do you do? Well, Bart Bass wouldn't like that. He told Chuck to put the scotch away because it was barely noon. <laughs> no, I was, I was like Bart. You, do you, know what, do you know what brunch is? Brunch, yes, the whole point. People are drinking it at brunch. Yeah, baby. So you don't do the uh, fancy brunches like this one. No, it was quite the spread. I mean, I also don't do the um, the people, the statue people either. Yeah, I mean, I like yeah, I like that good. idea. That <laughs> I would good. like when, to be when, that person. When, uh, when Dan tried to talk to her, <laughs> that was a good joke. Your, Although many, I do have I have a better ranking for best joke of the show, though. I'll talk to talk about that later. Oh, that's good. So you have a you have a joke of the show that you have best joke of the show. Oh, that'll be a ranking or just number just or one. Just I think one, just one that stood out. Just one that stands out. But I'll call it. The best, the number one. That's interesting because I thought that maybe this will overlap with me because I, I, uh, I was I was watching this episode and it also inspired me to to do a, a top five ranking of uh, of something. I'll reveal that later. But when we get, but yeah, 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 I'll I'll reveal. I did a top five. Uh, I'll reveal okay. it at the end. Of and, the show, okay, after we're done with the whole recap. Yeah, I was in, I was inspired. Okay. Um, but yeah, how much do you think that pays? One of those statue girls that just kind of stand there and aren't allowed to talk to anyone. Uh, I was going to say, if they're working a brunch from, like, maybe 10 to 4, or no, 10 to 4, 10 to, 10 to 2, a four-hour shift, they're probably getting uh, four figures out of that, $1,000, $2,000. Yeah, probably. I feel like Bart Bass is probably And that, is that the new character money. you're talking about? Or he's he's been around? Yes, Bart... <laughs> Bart Bass was the new character that I was referring to. We have met mm-hmm. Chuck's dad in this episode. Okay, good. So he's he's the one guy this episode. Um, I guess we can get into the the plot, so we can get we can get to Bart Bass eventually. Yes, yes. Let's let's get into this. So, like I like I said, this is season one, episode two, and it's the Wild Brunch. Um, it's uh, it's a Schwartz and Savage one. They 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 wrote it, Josh Schwartz and partner stephanie savage writing partner uh they are the showrunners of the show so i always look out for the episodes that they write um and noticeable i I saw that this had 2.48 million viewers which was down from 3.5 million viewers from the pilot so a million people watched the pilot and decided not to continue to the next episode that makes sense that the pilot had bigger numbers though yeah we were both praising the pilot but apparently Apparently, one million out of the three point five. <laughs> really that's a like pretty it. big drop off, though. I was very surprised. Is that isn't that common though? I feel like it would be. Yeah. So, um, I don't know if it's that much. A million. You know, I'll have to start covering other shows to really Until get into the, out, right. the numbers of everything. But I just felt like a million people out of <laughs> out of the three and a half million that started. It's a pretty big chunk. That's you know two sevenths of the entire audience decided not to continue oh, yeah. watching. Quick fractions. That's right. You know, I I study math for a living. Um, so we, we have we have the opening of this episode. Gossip Girl is here in the form of Kristen Bell. I bet you're wondering what Gossip Girl is doing up so early. Truth is, I never went to bed. Why waste precious time dreaming when waking life is so much better? Is there really anything better than a lazy Sunday? Reading the paper in bed, sipping coffee, scrambling an egg or two. Yeah, right. We Upper East Siders don't do lazy. 
Breakfast is brunch, and it comes with champagne, a dress code, and a hundred of our closest friends. And enemies. Chuck's dad, Bart Bass, is hosting the annual brunch for his foundation. Everyone is invited. Well, not everyone. And we cut to the everyone that is not invited <laughs> in Brooklyn. Uh... Dan and Jenny are recounting their last night, so we know that this takes place the morning after. Um, Jenny knows that she's checking up on him. Dan keeps checking up on him throughout the night. She seems to be doing well, even though she mm -hmm. experienced a traumatic moment in the night before. And uh, we we get this this cute Humphrey scene. Like I, like I mentioned, these this season one scenes. I like when Dan and Jenny talk to each other. When we get Rufus in the mix, they're always you know yeah, little giving each other good advice, pumping each other up. And uh, we also get to see. Yeah, we also get to see how the ending of the first date went, and uh, we mentioned in the last episode that uh, that you know the the date went really well. Dan shot his shot and probably got a second date. You know he he's he's lucky that the pilot ended when it did because I don't think he would have gotten the MVP if we saw oh, how no. this date actually ended up. <laughs> yeah, a little definitely tough for him. So yes, we we. <laughs> we flash back to the date, and uh, d first Dan is very awkward saying goodnight to her. I don't know why. <laughs> Serena seems perfectly normal saying goodbye, and Dan's just like, oh, okay, bye. Yeah, like, I, I guess, but I think he probably didn't want to kiss her in have... front of his sister, maybe. Right. That's true. But Jenny's the one that has to go to him, and the little 14-year-old has to be like, what? like, walk her to the door. Yeah, what right. are you doing? And so he goes to walk her. <laughs> he goes to walk her to the door, and we get some nice slapstick humor when <laughs> when the, the car stops, and he just smashes his head right. against the door. <laughs> I was confused about that part, too, because I feel like he opened the door, and they made it look like a car passed by and somehow hit the door the other way. So I don't, I don't know if it yeah, was no, the car stopping or if it was another car hitting it from the other direction yeah, somehow. Because I think, I think the car goes to drive away, and then Jenny's like, wait, Dan didn't even walk her to the door, so she yells at him to stop. So he stops short as Dan is going to open the door, and the stopping short causes him to hit into the, uh, hit into the door. Serena sees this happen, kind of looks in all worried, and... Uh, and you know there goes the wave that they're both gonna they're both gonna talk about. You know Danny and Jenny are gonna talk about what happened with the yeah. wave. Serena and uh, her brother Eric we're gonna see in, in Eric's only scene of the episode, but a good one where uh, they're kind of both in their separate corners talking about how the date went yep. and how it ended disastrously. See, I think uh, we could do another <laughs> weekly segment where we talk about a possible alternate title for the episode and if it would be like a, like a a a Seinfeld title, it would be called the wave. Yes, yeah, yes, absolutely. That would definitely be the Seinfeld this be, title. This would be the way. So it's interesting. And, uh, and it, like I said, impossible not to just mention the OC. But Josh Schwartz's other show, the OC, they do name titles uh, like the Seinfeld way. Oh, they yeah. just do the, the whatever else. The, the main thing that happens in the episode. But I guess Gossip Girl is a little fancier, so they wanted to do some pop Zhuzh culture references. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah, like I mentioned, another cute scene between Serena and Eric where they're also uh, going, it over, going over it. Uh, Eric... Wouldn't have taken Dan for a waiver, but uh, here he is. You know, Jenny, Jenny, trying to trying to pump up Dan a little and uh, tell him that you know it was it was a good wave at least. <laughs> I guess if you can call it a good wave. Yeah, um, for what it's worth, it was a bad way to end it, but the, the wave was at least good. Dan says he's wasted his whole he's waited his whole adolescent life for a date with Serena, and he blew it. And honestly, how sad? How, like, yeah, his whole his whole adolescent life has just been dreaming about this one girl who didn't know who he was until the night before and hasn't even been there in the last six months. Right, but that does kind of sound like adolescent life to me, though. Understandably. I, That's I true, but I just feel like Dan, Dan's better than that. He's he's a he's a 
funny kid. He's he's already looking hotter. We mentioned right. how uh, how it wasn't working in the first episode, but I think his hair's already gotten a little longer. He's still got the weird sideburn yeah, things going, but I chops. think you can agree that Dan Dan at least looks better in this. Right, episode. he's got a good jawline, good chisel. Yes, Chuck on the other hand still terrible hair. Don't know what we're terrible. doing with him, but yeah, exactly. But at least Dan, I think, is on the right path. I don't know if it's because he attempted rape, but he looks very rapey in general. He he really does, and I maybe that's how he it's landed like, the it's part. The scowl he, he does, I don't know. Yeah, and just uh, yeah, um, and so Jenny is gonna try to pump him up. You know, she's Dan's fourteen-year-old sister is really giving him good advice here. Dan's kind of giving up, but she says, uh, you know. You have nothing to lose, and Dan says, right. "Accept his his last shred of dignity." And you know, oh no, I I, I think that's gone as well, which is which is a nice funny burn. Mm-hmm. But they're joking yeah. around, and this 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 burn inspires Dan to, to get out there. You know. And by the way, that is He's not like, the yeah. best joke of the of the episode. No, that is not. But that is a that is a good burn in a yeah. in an episode where that is filled with good burns um, all around. This, this is a this is one of them. I'll say. Yes, yeah, definitely definitely a good little bit of comedy. The fact the Humphreys so far have provided. That little bit of light humor in the show. The less, yeah. the least serious bunch. So, uh, Jenny's still coaching Dan. Uh, you know, be- better get a better outfit on and shower. And uh, Dan's going to take his vice and closes this cool metal door that they have. I've never had a door that separated the rooms like that. I, it seems... I, have, have you ever seen anything like that? I've never that? seen anything like that. It's very, it's very uh, Brooklyn, because they keep, they keep uh, yeah. talking about how... They, they mentioned a few <laughs> yeah. times. That how they live in trash Brooklyn. <laughs> I am from Brooklyn. Yeah, <laughs> it's the new, it's the new Britta. She's like, I lived in New York. Yeah, because I, I, he, well, a while later he goes like, I'm from Brooklyn, not the Ozark. No offense to people that live in the yeah. Ozark. <laughs> yes, going on. His he, own he goes, Sergeant Bateman. Even you know that hasn't happened for 13 years. <laughs> um. So yes, Dan, Jenny has gotten Dan out of the house to um go and find Serena, but Serena wants to smooth things out with Blair again, so she leaves her house, and uh, we're going to see, we're going to cut over to Blair's house and see what Blair's doing, and we get another new character. She was only in it for a second, okay. but we saw Blair's maid, Dorota, because I don't believe she was in the first episode at all, No, right? she was not, unless I just didn't yes. realize, that, which is possible. Dorota is a great recurring character. She uh, turns into somewhat of a fan favorite, mm. but, uh, you know, doesn't get any lines in this one yet. She's just kind of there. Okay, I'll be looking out for you, Dorota. Yes, you better. And uh, we see her with her minions, which I actually took the time as the dedicated podcast hosts that i am to look up their names and it is katie and isabel so i will probably forget again by next week but this week we know that their names are katie and isabel so they're not long-term sidekicks in this show no um they are i think they kind of switch she switches out a little bit but for the most part she has the same few that kind of filter in and out but i just I don't know if she ever even like refers to them by name, so right. it's hard to keep track of what their okay, names so actually are. Okay, so even if it is the same actors and actresses the it, whole time, yeah. they don't have much of a part. Yeah, Blair just kind of barks at them. She doesn't really, right. you know, summon them by name. Yeah, just a device um, for her to yell. And Blair, uh, Blair wants to know if Nate's going to brunch. You know, she says it would be so wrong to show up to brunch without my boyfriend, whom I love and who loves me. And you know what? <laughs> I believe her. I, I believe her when she says this. She <laughs> Very really, believable. So natural in how she. The first part is definitely kept... true. <laughs> yes, it would be wrong of her to show up without her boyfriend, but uh, I, I don't know how in love they are really. Because we're gonna we're, we're gonna cut to Nate where she has called him. He's passed out on the couch. Seems that he's uh, spent the night at Chuck's, and 
At this point, I have to ask, like, I, I thought maybe Quentin Tarantino directed this episode because there are so many feet in these last couple of scenes. There was, we had a nice, we had a close-up <laughs> on, on, like, six different feet in this bag. I didn't even think about it, I didn't realize that. After the, because the, okay, wow. the last that's, scene that's, happened. That's, that's, and, that's 30 toes. Yes, the last, the last scene happened. Ideally. I wasn't going to mention anything, but Jenny was waving her feet around and the camera kept, like, showing the feet. And I was like, all right, can we get Jenny's feet out of here? Like, I didn't they're even distracting notice. me. And then we cut to this next scene, and there's another six feet just right at the camera, <laughs> zoomed right in. And I was like, who, what foot fetishist is directing this episode? Hmm. And you said that the the two creators wrote it, so maybe it was something yeah, on their part. They wrote it. They didn't direct it. Okay, I don't know. Right. I'd have to look at I looked up who directed it, but I, I can't remember already. I'd have to, have to look back. Next time I see he directs an episode, I'm going to be on the lookout for feet. Yeah. That would be very funny if it was like the thing. one Gossip Girl episode that Quentin did direct. <laughs> But yes, this <laughs> this completely threw me off. But <laughs> anyway, so these random girls are in in Chuck's bed. Uh, Nate's gonna send them off to get to get them uh, coffee and water so that uh, Nate can just talk to Chuck, have their little uh, their bro one on one the the day after, the morning after. Um, you know, Nate's gonna give try to give Chuck some uh, words of wisdom and say never mess with a guy's sister. Um, but but uh, <laughs> Chuck Chuck us. Uh, Reveals that he still doesn't know Dan's name, which is very funny. Right. Yep. Dan has told him many times and also punched him in the face. Yep. Interacted many times. I still think that I still think that Dan is still the most upset about yeah, uh, Chuck not knowing his name. Yeah, the so sister's, the sister's number happened. two, but... Exactly. Um, Chuck doesn't want Nate to uh, mock his scarf. Apparently, this is his signature. His scarf... Is he still wearing the scarf that he woke up? From bed, wearing the scarf still? <laughs> I think so. He went to bed in his scarf. He loves that scarf. Fooled around with a couple girls while wearing his scarf, yeah. and I was woken up still in the same scarf. That's a good move. Unless he, if it would be better move if he's wearing just a scarf to bed. Nothing but. <laughs> but like wraps it up like a little diaper, like a sumo wrestler. <laughs> yes. Um, so Dan, Dan's ready to get back Serena. Um, Dan, very, very nice. Let asks Jenny if she wants to talk to someone about what happened with her, but uh. Little Jay has rebounded, and uh, she actually does want to talk to someone. She wants to talk to Blair, so she's going to leave with Dan. Uh, Rufus is a little upset here that they're going to leave without uh, him getting the chance to make his signature waffles, because mm-hmm. I've I've noticed that uh, waffles are to Rufus as uh, bagels are to Sandy Cohen from the OC, which means nothing to <laughs> no. you, but... I'll take your word Sandy's for it. very big into the bagels. Rufus is going to be very into There's the more waffles, b- waffles talk series. in the series? Yes, he loves... Wow. I, let it be known about Rufus. He is in a 90s rock band that has been forgotten... And he makes great waffles. Okay, I I like waffles fine. I feel like I'm more of a pancake guy. Uh, the only time I like waffles more than pancakes is when there's chicken and waffles going on. Mm, I've never I've never had chicken and waffles. And it's too late for you now. And it's too late for me now. As I uh, no meat shall hate yeah. eat. Yeah, they might be for, able to. For, you could do maybe like a morning star chicken patty on top of a waffle though. Well, because waffles aren't really vegan either, so I'd have to find some vegan waffles. I am sure either. you could find something I, as well. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll but, I'll look for it. Anyway, but but Dan seems upset for sure. I mean, not Dan. Uh, Mister Mister, what's his last name? Woodruff. Humphrey. Humphrey. Rufus Humphrey. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. He just wants to spend some time with his kids. But uh, it, it, it could have been. He could have been more upset. He understands. He he gets their age and they're teenagers and they'll be back. Yeah. He he gets it. He gets yeah. it. Um. So we're gonna get the little montage of people making their calls, getting ready for the event of the week, which will be brunch. Uh. Looks like the table's all set. Mm-hmm. As soon as guests arrive, we can start dishing. Here's what's on the menu. So, and, and, at, and at this point, it cuts to like a little teaser of things that are com- going to come. Is that a common thing? Break. No, it's so strange. This is literally the only time it ever happens in the show. It never happens again. I don't know what was going on. I was here. surprised by that. Like, oh, that's a bad idea. 
Yeah, that's like the, they yeah. spoiled the She's whole like, thing. Here's what's to come. And <laughs> yeah, they spoil everything that happens. Especially if you're if you're a curious um, cat like me and you're on HBO Max, you could just pause it in each one of those sequences because it goes fast enough where you're not supposed to see everything that happens. But right. you could pause on each sequence and be like, "Oh, that's what's happening. That's what happened." Like, if you you could easily just and, do that. And to those people, I'd say, "Why? Just watch the episode. <laughs> right. If you want to know what happens, just keep watching. <laughs> just keep watching. It's not that not a long episode." Um, Serena and Lily are are uh, are in the hotel. Lily, it really it seems like Lily needs Serena to go to this brunch. Like, this is the most important thing in the world to Lily for whatever reason. Right, and uh, I'm starting to understand. Like you said last time, we we talked about the the formula of the show. I'm starting to see how they really do just like set the table for the episode. I'm like, all right, let's get everyone, let's let's give everyone a reason to be in the same room by the end of the show. Yes. I'm starting yes. to get that. Uh, now. The first half of the episode, we are just going to mention brunch as many times right. as we can, and then the second half of the episode, we are going to be at brunch. Yep. I like it. <laughs> so far, it works. So, uh, yeah, she's going to ask Serena about the date. Uh, you know, she she says, "Okay, great, just be back in time for brunch. Whatever you do, just br- brunch needs you need to you come, and, and that's to that." There. Like. Lily's still, uh, the appearance is very important for her. Right. And it could be because of who we're going to meet later on. I guess we find out that she's somewhat involved with the the person throwing this brunch in some way, shape, or form. Yes, that is that is correct. Um, but yeah, so Serena says, okay, whatever, brunch, I'll be there, fine. And she's going to leave to go uh, talk to Blair. And at that exact moment, Dan shows up. Terrible timing on his part. So, like, uh, we were talking about, he had a great episode the first first one but uh this second episode things are not falling this way really can't be two for two uh you know he comes back these concierges really hate dan but he kind of brings it upon himself sometimes like i he comes up to the concierge does not say excuse me or anything he just kind of shouts hey and waves his hand in front of his (laughs) face so if i was the concierge i'd be a little i'd be a little annoyed too too, yeah (laughs) um tells dan that he just missed serena he's welcome to wait for her and uh he's like yeah she'll probably be back soon right and uh the concierge says uh well, once you went out and didn't come back for six months, but feel free to sit. Yeah. <laughs> and he wouldn't be the only one to sit and wait for her. No. Nate is going to come as well, but he actually meets up with Lily. Um, like I said, I normally don't comment on fashion here, but what was what was Nate wearing in this one, in, in this scene? Did he, did he not change still from the, the night before? I, do you, you think he hasn't changed? No, I feel like he must have. Well, I don't know if he's even like been home yet. Or if he right, just I don't, that's why I don't, think he, I don't think he went home, so I think he might have just... Maybe he got something from Chuck, but it looked like the same thing he woke up in, which is just like an untucked kind of suit type thing. I don't know. I don't yeah, it's like it's like a, a shirt that was like going down to like below his waist and then like a, a jacket that kind of just stopped like halfway at his torso. I don't, maybe that's the style. I don't like I said, I don't know much, uh, yeah. but it it, uh, it threw me for a loop. Yeah, Dan looks much better. Mutton chops and, and all. Much like... <laughs> Much like uh, Nate's dad, Lily's very invested in these relationships, too. She's just, like, spilling everything. She's just like, I feel like Serena's always had a crush on you, but of course you and Blair are the perfect couple. Right, right. He's like, uh, uh, yeah, we're perfect. I love her and she loves <laughs> by the me. Way, Nate, it, by the way, Nate, it would be so wrong of her to show up to brunch today without you, uh, whom, whom she loves and who you love her as well. <laughs> Everyone's involved in the politics of these kids' lives. <laughs> And that, that's when the concierge reveals that Dan is already here waiting, and, it, like, Lily hates him so much, and ju- I guess just because she's Rufus's son, but it's it's alarming how much she, she hates really this does. child. I, I, I was trying to think back to what he possibly could have done to her last episode. Like, I don't think he did anything. It really really is, like, Lily is just under the impression that Dan and Rufus are creating this ruse to, like, do what with her and Serena? Like, it's not really explained, but she just thinks she's being played for some reason. Um... 
Dan tries to ease the tension by saying, you know, hope you had a pleasant 21 hours since I last saw you. And uh, and she ends him here. She, she really just looks him straight in the eye, says, yes, it's been very pleasant until now. <laughs> until right and now. And just with, with the hugest smirk on her face, uh, brutal, savage, she she ended him. <laughs> Looked him straight in the eye, said that. With a smile, too. Said that she, with the smirk on, said that he he uh, he ruined her pleasant day. <laughs> How is she that rude to someone? I guess you know, you know, she's she's rich, she's up there, she doesn't feel like she needs to treat people with respect. But that was, whew, yeah, I felt for him. Yeah, he's been getting it from everyone today so far. Yeah, and especially since you know, cool guy Nate, he saw it all happen. He saw Dan's life end <laughs> right before his eyes. Yeah. Cool guy Nate in his stupid <laughs> outfit. So, uh, Serena arrives at Blair's house and. Serena is not the only one that is... I mean, uh, Lily's not the only one that can end people, because uh, Serena's like, oh, you know, I brought you know our favorite movie and snacks or whatever, and she, Blair just looks her dead in the eye and says, oh, I must have totally blanked on the part where I invited mm, you over. It's a Burnfield episode, baby. Ooh. Oh, my Boom, God. Baby. Imagine showing it up at someone's house ready to hang out, and they hit you with that. But she kind of knew it wasn't going to go this way. You know, I don't know. Well, yeah, I don't think she knows, because she, she doesn't know why... Yeah, she doesn't know why Blair's made it. Oh, right, because later she's on, on she's like... Uh, you told him. She's like, oh, in this yeah. conversation, right? She goes, how'd you know? Yes. She's in a tough spot here because, I mean, Serena clearly knows that she did something that would, that, that makes sense that would, that Blair would be pissed off. But she doesn't know that Blair knows. But it's also not impossible that she would find out. So the fact that uh, Serena's like so incredulous as to why Blair would be like mad at her, she's like, Blair, I tried. I don't know what else you want from me. Like, I feel like Serena must know that Blair is on to her, but like just doesn't want to admit it to herself. Right, because she, Blair has really been kind of cold to her since minute one of seeing her. Exactly. You know? Like we have, we have entered the show as these two people are supposedly best friends, but we have not seen them really have a friendly moment oh, no. since the show started. Yeah. So, so so and here we find out she does in fact know. But even before that, she kind of had must have had an inkling because she didn't find out until after her first meeting with Serena. So. Mm-hmm. So uh, Blair reveals that she knows what happened. Uh, Serena really doesn't have an explanation. Blair takes this opportunity to call her a whore and yeah, a liar. she stammers Sorry, and just really? goes ba 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 and then then gets uh, hit exactly. with the whore comment. Whew. It's brutal, but I, I feel like Blair does have every right to be oh, to sure. be very yeah. mad with her, and she and she's very upfront with her. She doesn't like ghost her and just completely cut her yeah. off. She tells her Straight like, up. "This is why I'm mad at you. I don't want to talk to you anymore. You're done here." Yeah, and then uh, Serena has no defense for obvious reasons. Still, and this is the main rivalry, but still kind of a one-sided rivalry because Blair has just hated Serena this whole time, and Serena has just been trying to get Blair to not be mad at her anymore. But yeah. because of events that have happened before the show, Serena's really working at a disadvantage. Yeah, here. for sure. Which is, again is still the reason why I'm I'm on Serena's side because all these things happened prior to the show, so I'm, just, yes, I'm waiting exactly. for them to make up so we can be on even playing fields. <laughs> what if they just never make up? What if what if I? had you under the impression that eventually they're going to be friends but this whole thing was just the whole 121 episode serena trying serena trying to apologize to her and blair just every episode is the same exact story exactly. <laughs> in a different room for a different party <laughs> then um, i might not like this show yeah i think you might get tired of that so then after this uh, jenny's gonna come to blair's house and she's gonna have uh much better results here so uh <laughs> well she didn't fuck her she's... boyfriend so i guess that's why exactly that's true <laughs> Um, yet. She sees. <laughs> uh, I was gonna say that, but I was gonna be like, "Ooh, is is Brendan gonna think that that's like a spoiler or something?" <laughs> oh, that's and I'm being true. Like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you spoilers to me. But that was that was the first thing that came to my mind. I was like, "Oh, she didn't. She didn't Not do yet. it yet." Um. So Blair, Blair's too. Blair has been 
in this in this world for too long. She sees right through Jenny's BS, where Jenny gives the fake reason why she came to visit. She knows. She's like, uh, you want to know what Chuck's been saying about you. Yeah. And she says that Chuck likes to brag about his conquests, not his victims. So he hasn't been talking to Jenny about Jenny. And gross. Again, yeah. everyone just knows that Chuck has victims right. and conquests. And and we know that Chuck likes to brag about his victims, but not his con. But likes to brag about his conquests, but not his victims. Mm-hmm. So let's just. Stop it so that he doesn't have victims. Yeah. But I'm confused about what she also wanted Chuck to be saying about her, though. I don't know. I don't know if she was trying to make sure that he wasn't saying anything about her, like her good name wasn't being slandered, or if she, like, wanted to be mentioned by him so that she was, like, in the gossip. Right. I was wondering if it was, like, that fucked up where she's like, oh, he almost raped me, but, like, I hope he still talked about it. So that I can yeah, be relevant in this that, world. Right, because I think she would want nothing more than to become a character in this soap opera that is the Gossip Girl universe. Right, and we see by the end of this episode, all she's doing is just pretending like she's Blair. Uh, yeah, nice hi- nice flowers, they're hydrangeas. <laughs> right, yeah. I was, I was a little scared. That was like a psychopath move. <laughs> I was like, Ew. <laughs> so, uh, Lily meets up with Rufus. <laughs> she takes the opportunity to shit on Brooklyn a little yep, bit. Yep, everybody, everybody hates, hates it. I'm starting to think that someone... Uh, created the show just to shit on Brooklyn. Probably, over. yeah. I mean, 2007, I guess um, it wasn't as nice as, as it is now, but it's still... No, they wouldn't be able to get away with it now. Brooklyn's no. so expensive yeah. now. Um, This is probably the weakest part of the episode, but it, it's just all the Lily stuff, but it doesn't take up too much time, so it's it's whatever. Um, So, yeah, uh, Lily's going to shit on Brooklyn. Rufus is going to, like, weirdly let her know that he still remembers everything about her, down to her coffee order and her tattoos. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, if there's one thing these Humphrey men are good at, it's stalking the loves of their lives. <laughs> They're incredible at it. I mean, it, they, it makes you they, feel like there's got to be something between them at some point during this show. If a Humphrey, yeah, if a Humphrey sees a Vander Woodson, they will be stalking her and remembering everything about her. Right. Well, maybe that's why she hates Dan so much. He's a bunch of creeps. It could be it. Deep she, down, she, we haven't she found knows what yet, happens but, with the Humphrey guys. Yeah. And okay, let me let me mention. <laughs> Holy shit, Lily! If she if I thought she ended Dan. She completely ends Rufus here. Rufus, you know, how dare he insinuates that Lily might be creating all of this just to get back with him. And uh, Lily just goes, oh, yeah, it's it's the low-income tax bracket, the bad V-neck t-shirts, the awful jokes. I don't know why your wife left you. <laughs> just, <laughs> one, two, three. <laughs> three fucking knockout punches into, in a row. Not only to say, like, this is why I don't want to be with you, but now I'm starting to see why your wife left you. Yeah, you're you poor, ugly, well. and not and I funny. Feel like I feel like this wound is still fresh. Like his wife recently left him, I believe. Yeah, I guess. he takes it in stride. He, he takes it. He really is, does. He's like, yeah, you're this, right. I, I saw this, and I was like, "You are laughing right now," but this was something that, like, Sue Sylvester, like Santana from Glee, would be saying to someone. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, I think he just kind of brushes it off and just like, "Ah, yeah, I'm fucking poor." <laughs> what can I say? But I think, yeah. And then uh, just kind of alludes to how she uh, might be seeing someone here. So uh, more on that later. Right. Um, and now we cut back to the palace, and Dan and Nate are now waiting outside instead of inside for some reason. Don't really know why we had the change of scenery, but, um, you know, Nate just kind of said he was near in the neighborhood. Dan is nowhere near the neighborhood. He doesn't have an excuse. No. Um, it seems like they, like, obviously Dan and Chuck already has the rivalry, but um, it seems like they might be setting up a rivalry between I, Dan yes, and Nate I, here, and, as well as, a, like, a... Yeah, like a love triangle kind of. Right. Do you think that's going to go anywhere? Oh, without a doubt, it has to. Yeah, um, Dan says he doesn't. He doesn't know what's going on with him and Serena. And uh, Nate seems a little bitter because he goes, "With Serena, you'll never know." 
Yeah, because like I, I know her really, really well, so it's kind of embarrassing that you don't know that yet, but I, <laughs> you'll, you'll find out, honey. <laughs> and, so, <laughs> and so here comes Chuck, and Chuck is uh, enraged when he sees that Dan's here as well. And uh, Dan's going to Dan's gonna try to, to get in on, on the burn action, and go, he goes, what is this, your hotel? But you, know, you got to do your research before you try to try, <laughs> try to burn someone, because Nate just goes, actually, it is. It is his literally hotel. mine. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> you're you're in dangerous games when you're when you're with when you're with the rich. You know, you might be somewhere where their family just owns. <laughs> oh, what, 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 can't just throw that around. <laughs> yeah, who's this? Your hotel? I don't see your name on it. Like, oh, it's oh, actually, actually up there. The name. Yeah, actually, I, you idiot. <laughs> um, Chuck calls him trash, and Dan just completely overreacts. Like. <laughs> He hears the word trash, and it's like in Back to the Future when uh, Marty McFly gets called chicken, and he just has to overreact to it. Dan Dan gets called trash and just completely goes, I am from Brooklyn. <laughs> no, 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 no. Not trash. Garbage, maybe, but not trash. <laughs> and I, important question here. Does, because you see Chuck is going gonna, is gonna to try to go at Dan again. Does Chuck really think that he can all of a sudden take Dan, or does he just know that Nate's going to hold him back, and so he's going to try to play the tough guy here? I was wondering, but I was trying to think about what exactly went down last time, and I feel like it wasn't like a it wasn't like a, a fair fight last time. I feel like he might have gotten a little bit of a sucker punch last time. Uh, that's what. Chuck or is that claims, not totally true? That's what he said, but maybe, maybe he his words got to me a little bit. Like, oh yeah, you know, he did sucker punch him, but I I don't remember exactly <laughs> how it went down. Um, I don't know. We've, but we've that, seen that, that, that could be. He he could have been banking on his yeah. buddy to hold him back. We've seen that Dan has a mean left hook, and that Chuck... I, I don't think this uh, rich boy Chuck has really been in many fights, but I, I could be wrong. It could be wrong. He could be. He could be. I, I mean, like it, Dan Chuck did look like to, it was a first-time punch. I feel like Chuck time. gets people to do his fights for him, though. Right. Also could very well could be. But Dan did get a good, a good little quip in there with uh, talking about how lonely the the one black guy looks on him. Oh, yeah. He does look a little lonely. You'd yeah, be, you'd that was be good. be happy to give him another one. Yeah. Um... So now we're going to go back to Blair and Jenny, and I love this scene. This is, we see how this power dynamic is really working here. Uh, you know, J- Jenny's going to call Blair beautiful, um, you know, and they're going to, they're going to bond a little bit, uh, but Jenny is going to say too much when she, when she notices the mm. Cabbage Patch doll. Yeah. He goes, oh, my brother used to have one. His name was Cedric. And uh, this is when, <laughs> A, <laughs> Blair's like, your brother's name is Cedric? He's <laughs> like, no, the Cabbage Patch was. <laughs> Um, but this is one. It'd be great if she called him Cedric her... next time she saw him. Like, oh, you're Cedric, right? <laughs> hey, Cedric. <laughs> um, my name is Dan. <laughs> I live in Brooklyn. My name's not Cedric. <laughs> um, so this is when Blair realizes that uh, Jenny's brother is Dan, the same one that went on the date with Serena the other day, and also, maybe more importantly, that Dan has has or had a uh, Cabbage Patch... What is it, a Cabbage Patch kid? Cabbage, cabbage, cabbage patch, patch Kid. It's like a weird-looking, like, chubby little doll. It looks cartoonish and kind of scary. Yeah. And if you know anything about Blair, you 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 better know that Blair is going to, you know, keep this oh, yeah, in her back, in back pocket, pocket sure. and use it when it's most convenient to her. Mm-hmm. She's going to use it by the end of this episode, but I think she might bring it out a couple more times later in the really? series as well. This is, <laughs> this is a key piece important. of information for Blair. It's very funny. Um, and it is very funny that he had a cabbage patch doll. Um, so yeah, she finds out that uh, it was Jenny's brother. So this this kind of plays. First of all, Jenny plays this perfectly. Jenny, I think, realizes very shrewd. She's a she's a rookie in on the scene, but she realizes that she's in the middle of this power dynamic between Serena and Blair. And I think she's gonna play the middle perfectly. You know, Blair straight up asks her, 
uh, kind of whose side she's on, and she says uh, she doesn't have a problem with Serena, but also wouldn't have a problem if someone did have a problem with her. Right, yeah, it's trying to, trying to make sure she picks the right team at some point, but right, right now she's putting herself in a good position. Yeah, she she wants to be in this world, she wants to be in this in this power structure, but she doesn't care which side she's on. I think she's right. just trying to break away. Doesn't want to make any enemies too early. She's playing the swing vote between two alliances pretty perfectly here, yeah. I think. Yeah, and for such and, a, young, and a then, young team player. Once, uh, once Jenny uh, says this, Blair also always on her game. I think she plays this well as all, as well. She realizes that she can, uh, she can maybe use Jenny. She turns on the charm. She gives mm-hmm. Jenny a dress. Yep. I was and, looking for uh, prospects. Jenny, that's right. I dress. We we hear Gossip Girl say later that uh, that an original Eleanor Waldorf is the uniform of one of Blair's minions. Uh-huh. So I think that Jenny might have made it if she wants it. Um, and Jenny either doesn't realize or just doesn't mind that she's being bribed. And I think it probably, I think she probably wants to believe that Blair is just being nicer and giving her a dress. But at the end of the day, if it is a bribe, I don't think she minds that much. No, very expensive dress. Yeah, because Blair flat, flat out says, I'm sure you'll find some way to repay me. Right, and she intends on getting repaid. And she tells uh, she tells Jenny that she needs to decide that all of this is worth it because people are going to talk if she's part of this world. And that's what she wants. She's a big fan of these people and she wants to get in on the action. So, uh, so we'll see. We'll see what happens with them later, because that's kind of how that storyline ends. Besides Jenny at the end of the episode coming back with hydrangeas, yes, to maybe, possibly declare her loyalty to Blair. <laughs> Hi, I got more hydrangeas. Like uh, Serena's gonna come okay. over and be like, "Are those hydrangeas?" Oh, so you're team Blair, aren't you? <laughs> right? <laughs> Everyone knows that that's the flower of, of Camp Waldorf. You get the uniform and the flower. <laughs> um. Serena's finally going to come back to the palace and find Dan, who, like a loser, has just been waiting for it this whole time. Who knows how long he's been walking around in that circle. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like in the future, he, he, he looks like he enjoyed it so much that he might just come back and do that whenever he feels like. <laughs> when he has yeah. And this idiot still hasn't come up with an excuse. Like, he, he says, uh, oh, you know, I was just in the area, give or take uh, so many blocks. You know, a few blocks. I really, 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 really don't know what I'm doing here. To be, yeah. <laughs> but, uh... You know, I guess Serena finds this charming because he does shoot a shot again and she accepts, but they are interrupted by the ice queen, Lily Vanderwoodson. Ice who queen. Who still, still hates Dan. But uh, Serena and Dan are going to pull their old trick of, of improvising excuses to hang out with each other yeah, in front of Lily. Yeah, their favorite thing. I hope that's a, is, an episode of occurrence. Episode by episode. Yeah, this is, this, this is old hat for them. This is this is what they like, do Oh, remember, remember yesterday? Let's do that shit again. Yeah. Um... So it, they, they have a little bit of a negotiation, and basically Serena pretty much says she's not going to brunch without Dan, and since brunch is apparently the most important thing in the world to Lily, she is going to swallow her hatred of Dan and uh, allow him to come, I guess. Right. And she must want to really see Serena at that brunch in front of her new uh, her new boy toy, whatever his name is. <laughs> yes. And Daddy Dan Chuck. must really must really be in love with Serena because he agrees to go, even though as soon as they step foot He's inside, they God. realize this was a terrible idea yeah it's just not for him his sister wants to be in that realm but if he's just not he's more like his dad yeah care yeah dan still kind of like dan wants to be on the inside to the point where he just wants to hang out with serena right he doesn't want to be around these people to see you that's that's kind of okay but otherwise doesn't want to be a part of all of it jenny i think has aspirations to maybe someday be the queen bee by the end of her high school reign where dan just wants to fuck the queen bee yes understandably so and uh and that's that. That's that. <laughs> uh, Blair, Blair hates it. They're there. Chuck seems a little amused by it because Chuck always he, he may hate Dan, but he knows a good yeah, story. He loves, he he loves the chaos. <laughs> uh, Dilf and Jenny are back in Brooklyn. Uh, 
And uh, we, we have another, like, I'm going to keep saying it. These Humphrey scenes, they're very nice. Because it seems like they are the only, they're the only, like, sub-alliance, the Humphreys, that, that kind of like each other. Everyone right, they're the only wholesome people. Has, yeah, everyone else has ulterior motives and wants, likes people conditionally. But they, these three people seem to have unconditional love for each other. So it's nice when they get scenes together. Yeah. Um, and we have this nice father-daughter scene where uh, Jenny says she wants to go to the farmer's market. And, and Rufus is is very very happy about this and it's just dawning on me now that maybe jenny was just going to the farmer's market because she wants to get hydrangeas i hope that was oh i was gonna say like it was like oh that was actually a nice scene because i thought there'd be some ulterior motive in a regular sitcom it would be like oh i'll go to the farmer's market because my crush is there but my dad wants thinks i want to go there just because i want to go with him but it definitely was the hydrangeas that, I think See, that's, that's how I, I took that's, that's how I took it when I watched it as well. I was like, "Oh, that's nice." Because you see, in the beginning of the episode, Rufus wanted to hang out with them, and he was sad that he didn't. Yeah. Now he gets to go to the farmers market with Jenny. But when I mentioned the hydrangeas earlier, it kind of stuck in my brain <laughs> that maybe she just wanted. Like, is she that uh, psychotic? I think so. She, I, I said it was a scary she, scene, and now it proves even more farmers, so. She had this farmers market plan just to get hydrangeas. <laughs> For what? Like, is Blair going to come over one day and be like, ooh, hydrangeas? Oh, good pick, good pick. <laughs> good pick. Here's another Yeah, place. that's another point in the L column for for Jenny here. I, see, I just realized that now. and But at the end of the day, still a win-win because Rufus doesn't know that. Rufus just thinks he had a nice day out with his... Yeah, it's true. His... No harm, no foul. A little white exactly. line. Exactly. And she mentions that the uh, 90s are making a comeback, which is kind of absurd to say in the year 2007. Yeah, but I can kind of tell she said it with the C-U-M, though. Yeah. Gross yeah, me out. Exactly. Jenny sucks. Yeah, that was disgusting. How she, how she kind of, <laughs> she kind of really emphasized the cum and comeback. Licked her lips afterwards at her dad. <laughs> yeah, you know now, now we know now the 2010s are making a comeback. That's true. <laughs> um, so we are finally, we are finally at at brunch, the thing that everyone has been has been talking about. And if you didn't get enough of the creepy stare downs in last episode, mm. we're gonna get a few more this episode. Yeah, it better be a theme in this show because I expect like five each <laughs> yeah. episode. Nate stares down Serena. It seems like Nate wins that stare down because uh, Serena's going to listen to him and kind of follow him mm-hmm. to the side. And then we get a Chuck and Nate, uh, Chuck and Dan stare down, and I don't think there is a winner in that one. I think that one ends in a draw. I think so. I think the move there would have been for Dan to smile at him. We're just getting a yeah. stone cold stare down and just like, hi. Yeah, I <laughs> agree. A little wave. And so here, here we get the first appearance of Bart, um, played by my friend uh, Bobby John Burke. <laughs> Bobby John Burke. I just want to draw. BJB. I, I, I met. I met him a couple weekends no ago. Yes, I, uh, I. When this happened, I immediately texted all of my friends that uh, had let like Gossip Girl, um, which was not you not at this me. point because you had no. not watched yet. But I was at Fire Island on Fourth of July, and I was hanging out with my, you know, the place that I, I ditched your plans <laughs> when, I, nice. when I was supposed to hang out with you on Fourth of July, and I ditched you to go to Fire Island. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you went now. Exactly. I was pissed off until just all, now. It was all meant to be. Um, yeah, my friend there, she is also a fan of Gossip Girl, and she's like, uh, Bart Bass is going to be at the cookout. Where guys oh, she knew beforehand. It wasn't just like a bump in. No, no, no. It wasn't a bump in. She's like, Bart Bass is going to... And we're like, are you being Bart Bass from Gossip Girl? And he's like, yeah. So I was like, all right, let me let me look up his Wikipedia's IMDb, get some other credits here, so I don't, <laughs> I, I don't, I'm not only talking about Bart Bass. Wow. <laughs> let me study a little bit. And I'm like, why is he there? So we go, and like, not only... It's not like... He's there, and you might think, big celebrity, Bart Bass. He's not there, like, with a booth, like, signing autographs and stuff. He's there hosting the cookout. Like, I, I, uh, Bart Bass served me corn on the cob, is what I'm saying. <laughs> wow. Bart Bass is, is apparently, um, in the summer, he lives on Fire Island and is just Serving a corn. firefighter. He, he, he works as a firefighter of, on Fire Island. Wow. And on 4th of July, they, uh, the firefighter, the fire department puts, uh, like, hosts, like, a, 
a barbecue. Do you tell him that he and must so, not be that good at his job if they named the Iron the Island Fire Island and he's a firefighter? <laughs> I did not hey, I did but, say that. <laughs> if you're a firefighter and, on Fire so, Island, you're doing a pretty bad job, man. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> but yeah, my, my apparently my friend knew someone that was friends with him or whatever, so she introduced us and then we got there, he served me corn and we're like, Can we get a picture? So we took a picture with Bart Bass. Fun. And the corn in your mouth? It, the corn was on my mouth. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. That's yeah, not, not but, that great uh, of a story then. Yeah, so anyway, that's my friend. That's, that's my friend, pretty Bart cool Bass. though. Is he, one, he's still active? Uh yeah, I think so. he was in stuff relatively recently. He was in a uh, Black Klansman. Oh wow! Okay, that's very decent. We'll have to have him on the podcast. Yeah. Next episode. I was gonna say, I'll reach out to him. <laughs> All right. Um, I don't even know where I was. I was so excited to brag about my friendship with Bart Bass that I. Oh, it must have been when we we got to the part in the plot where we met him, his character. Yes, exactly. Um, yeah. So he kind of talks to Chuck, tell him to lay lay off the scotch. It's it's barely noon. He uh, again, which we disagree, tells, har- he, we harshly disagree with here, exactly. especially being a, a host of a alcohol podcast. Ridiculous. You gotta like, you if tell, you're there at ten, you're drinking at ten. Exactly. He wants Chuck to meet people to make something of himself. Seems relatively supportive. I don't know. What do you, what do you think of Bart so far? Uh, I think I didn't get enough from him to really have a full opinion on him, but he doesn't seem like the worst of the parents. He doesn't. He um, kind of tells Chuck he just wants to what's best from kind of he's doing this for him. Seems a little kind of demanding, telling him to put the scotch away, but maybe it's for for the best. But uh, doesn't look too involved with Chuck, obviously, because Chuck seems to have his like own kind of like suite in the hotel where he just does whatever he wants, like fucks girls at night and right. uh, gets drunk. And so he seems like a pretty hands-off parent, which I would prefer to the severe, like, hands-on parenting that Nate's dad t- tries exactly. to do. Exactly, right. Much better than that. Yeah, so they, they may both be shitty parents, but I prefer Bart's version of shitty parenting to Howard's version of shitty parenting. Yeah, but so far it doesn't seem like it's working very well because he's a, definitely a worse kid than Nate. <laughs> that, that's true. So <laughs> maybe maybe, uh, maybe uh, Howie's on to something. Yeah. Um, so this is where it gets a little convoluted, where uh, Nate and Serena are arguing. So he's going to be like, listen, we can't talk here. It has to be in private. Here's the key to Chuck's suite. I guess him and Chuck are just so close that Nate has a key to his suite, I guess. I guess because it's probably like the hangout spot. You know, like if they're, yeah. they're hanging anywhere, it's going to be in Chuck's suite. It's like his, his own so he gives the key to Serena. They agree that they'll meet in 10 minutes. Um, the, the guy that I was just shitting on, Howie Archibald, is going to talk to Blair a little uh, tell him that he might invest in his mom's company or whatever. The thing that they were talking about last week, yada yada yada. Oh, tells uh, well, don't yada yada too uh, much. Oh, why? Because that? this is the best joke of the episode. Oh, t- tell me what it is, please. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, what's his name? Harry Archballs or something like that. Howard. How? How? Howard. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Howard Archibald. <laughs> Harry Archballs. Uh, he goes to Blair and he says that they're talking about the line and everything like that. And he's like, oh, you know. Hopefully, hopefully uh, she goes somewhere with it. And Blair goes, yeah, hopefully somewhere far, far away. <laughs> like, wow, she fucking hates her mom. <laughs> that was a good good joke. Blair's good with And with the smirk, too. That evil smirk she's got. Oh, man. But, uh, yeah, Nate's trying to tell his dad uh, not everything's a business deal. And he just says, you know, uh, talk to me in 30 years. Okay, okay, dad. Okay, everything's uh, my 16 year old girlfriend is everything's a, a business deal <laughs> um so blair can't believe that serena actually showed up but you know lily's demanding that serena does go to brunch blair's demanding mm-hmm. that she stays away from brunch so, someone, someone was gonna have someone's to gonna be wrong yeah uh, and blair right now is clearly no match for lily oh no Bla- blair may have a hold on on like the high school but uh 
if Lily if Lily steps in, Lily's going to get yeah. her way. And, and Serena really didn't want to go, so you can see where Lily's power lies. Yeah. And now at this point, Chuck gives Blair a key to his suite for... It, it now gets really convoluted for um, Blair and Nate to have a place to fuck. Um, and now I have to ask, does Chuck know that mm-hmm. Nate and Serena are supposed to meet in his suite and he's like purposefully meddling I by giving... I think so. I think he, he okay, seems like if so, he's got that look on his face once they start walking up there. He's like... Because <laughs> it seems... Because if the answer is no, let's explore these two options. If mm-hmm. the answer is no... Then he really just wants Nate and Blair to fuck. Well, that also is a possibility because he did ask her to give him details on what yeah, happens up there. So why? Why is he so invested? Go fuck in this my buddy and then tell me all about he does, it. He does say it'll be an honor just to even take place in her deflowering. I don't know why this is so important, <laughs> but if he does know, like, how does he know? Like, did, did Nate tell him? Like, they, obviously something happened off screen that we did not see. Because is Nate like, I'm gonna talk to Serena in your room, and then Chuck's like, perfect, I could make this messy and send Blair to his to my room as well. Yeah, I couldn't tell exactly by the by the face he was making, but it's it's possible that he really is just creepy and wants to hear about his friends fucking in his room. Yeah, and and Nate is so dumb, he doesn't even realize or consider where they're going as Blair's making out with I know, him. he's like, Nate, oh wait, where are we going? Like, oh, well, you'll Nate, see. Nate, Nate may be our himbo of the show. He really doesn't know what's going on here and is just going to listen to whatever people tell him to <laughs> <No>. do. <laughs> um, and here we get Spotted. N and B, hot and heavy, mm. in the halls of the Palace Hotel, only to find S already sitting. Sparks were flying for sure, but will it be a three-way or a D-Day? And so obviously Gossip Girl knows that this happened. I don't know I how know. Gossip Girl knows that this happened. Gossip Girl is truly everywhere, even in this suite. That, like, so there's three people in there. So I guess maybe if if we are saying that this is a conspiracy, that Chuck is doing the, just doing this because he wants this mess to happen, then maybe Chuck also alerted Gossip Girl that this was happening. Alerted so her, that, or is Gossip Girl, or one of the three, three people in that room are Gossip Girl? Exactly. Yeah. Um, the working theory I'm having is that it, Chuck probably alerted Gossip Girl because he just wants this whole thing to just get as messy as possible for some reason. Yeah. He's, he wants brunch to be as exciting as yeah, possible. Yeah, he's trying to help out the writers of the show. So now, everything's going to come to the forefront here. Uh, Serena's going to try to clap back at, at uh, Blair, say that, uh, you know, uh, uh, kind of insinuate that she is uh, classless by ha- about to have sex in, a, in Chuck's room with Nate. Um, we, uh, and at this point, we see, uh, we see Nate and Serena's kind of conflicting worldviews when uh, Nate's just like, you, you can't just expect me to keep a secret. So Nate obviously just can't keep secrets and shouldn't be expected to. And mm-hmm. then uh, Serena kind of says, there's nothing wrong with keeping a secret if the truth is going to hurt someone. So Serena kind of justifies all of her lying uh, by saying that it's going to hurt someone. Um, and Nate is kind of the opposite of that. So it's uh, right. kind of the, the conflicting worldviews we have between them. Yeah, well, I guess if uh, that secret would have been kept, she still might have been friends with her best friend, I guess, is where she's coming from. Yeah, I, I don't think she cares as much as uh, she didn't want Blair's feelings to be hurt as she just didn't want to get caught. <laughs> That's That too, also. And it seems like she, at this point, I feel like she does not care about what happened with Nate at that night anyway. I feel like she's so over him and over that and wishes it didn't happen at this point because she doesn't seem interested in him, especially right. as, as much think, as he's interested in her. Right. Serena has clearly moved on, whereas Nate is still in a relationship but is still clearly pining for Serena. Yeah. Because she just has that hold on people. Even even Chuck's still trying to get some action from Serena. Yeah, if he could, if he can get some, some whenever he, I don't think it'll ever happen, but I'm sure the show's long enough where it, it might. But so far, he's got no chance in my eyes. 
I mean, even when I when Dan introduced Serena to Rufus, Rufus was kind of eyeing her like, oh, oh that, that I can see right, happen. Dan. I hope happens too. God, I hope. <laughs> and this is when uh, Dan's gonna look for Serena and just happens to see Lillian Bart talking, kind of like a right place, right time type of thing. This is the reveal that Lillian Bart are kind of seeing each other right now. It's very to do another OC reference. It's very Ryan Atwood, the the, sure. the person that would uh, just kind of kind of show up places and see okay, things that he wasn't okay. supposed to see and hear things that he wasn't supposed to hear. Very convenient plot mm-hmm. device that they like to use. Um, so Lily's going to try to manipulate Dan, and Dan, Dan, uh, I think, holds his own here. He's kind of getting barked at by Lily, but he's just like, listen, I just like, want to yeah, find I, Serena. I, did, I don't I want. care about what I I don't heard. care. Listen, I don't care. I heard nothing. I will tell nothing. Let me just find Serena. Yeah, and I believe him at and, this point. And me too. And that finally, finally lets him go, and we're going to get to the, the climax of the episode oh, here. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll try and put We're, in, like, a little uh, splooge noise in there and editing. <laughs> I mean, it's hard, like, so much happens here. And for the... It's kind of, like, rare. We are going to get our five principal characters here. In a circle all here. In the same, all in the same room, all in the same conversation, all in the same circle kind of talking. And this is kind of, like, more rare than you'd think. Like, you'd think the five main characters have lots of scenes together. But as far as scenes where, like, all five of them are there together and, like, having a conversation with each other, mm. it's pretty rare. Because usually you have, like, separate storylines and you are always going to have you know, one or two people that aren't talking to each other or mad at each other and are saying... So it is kind of rare to get a scene with all five of them together and just kind of, like, dialogue back and forth with each other. And so when it does happen, I I always am a big fan Yeah, it's interesting because it's only episode two and it's already happened, so I would think it would happen more often. But I would think it would be... like If they're all friendly, it's not not, not a sitcom where it's a bunch of buddies living together and they're talking and hanging out. This is not friends. This is not friends. This is... uh, They don't all exactly see eye to eye and and you just see like just in this five like blair and serena kind of hate each other chuck and dan kind of hate each other nate and serena have a history dan and serena are together but kind of like fighting now nate and dan might have some kind of rivalry like there's yeah. just the biggest friend group is every... probably chuck nate and blair yes that is kind of probably the strongest three in the five mm-hmm. um if we're going to kind of break it down like that so Blair finds Dan, uh, introduces herself, is about to spill the beans on everything when Serena and Nate finally meet up with them, and they also want to spill everything, and they uh, eventually kind of beat around the bush and get to it. Now Chuck enters. You have all five of them here. Um, it, it all happens so fast to the point. I I think it is Chuck that ends up uh, uh, giving up. You know exactly what happened. Where he does. Chuck kind of reveals that he knows. Yeah, Nate and Blair are kind of both like, you know? And he's like, yeah, I know everything. And Dan's like, I, I, I know nothing, apparently. And Chuck's like, and yeah, Serena, you, fucked, you right. fucked him. That's what it is. Serena tries to explain, but then Chuck just goes, well, I don't know why you're trying to cover this up. You had sex You had sex with your best friend's boyfriend. I admire you they for so it. What do you uh, get? We all do that. I commend you. This is great. This is great stuff. You're, you're like me, Serena. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is great. We should be, we should be celebrating. <laughs> so... Dan's clearly upset by this, and um, I guess more on this later when we get to the big uh, confrontation outside. The, it seems like the, the truth is too much for Dan. He, and uh, I get that he kind of needs a moment to wrap his head around this, but I feel like he does kind of like overreact a little. He bit. doesn't deserve to be upset about this because it was not he has not any involvement in this whatsoever. So again, I, I see why like he would need to be like, wait, 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 what happened? Should I be upset about yeah. this? And then the answer should be no, I'm not upset about this. Yeah, like Dan is clearly in over his head, but when he like, 
we'll talk about it in a second when he has the when Serena's like talking to him. Like mm-hmm. it, it's clear that she likes him, and he should just be yeah. like, okay, whatever. But this is when Blair perfectly brings up the Cabbage Patch Kid. Like, <laughs> she's like, I just thought time. you should know. I just thought you should know this before you fall head over here, heels for your perfect girl and the, her perfect world, and then you get left all alone with no one but your Cabbage Patch <laughs> Kid. So amazing! Like, like in in the midst of this confrontation, she just pulls it, it out, out of her back pocket like so effortlessly. Right? Like, she did. So she did perfect. not shoehorn it in there. No, it was amazing, and he's just like, "Have you been talking to my sister?" Hey, wait a and second. that cues up, and that cues up Chuck to bring up the sister. And is he is he trying to get punched? I mean, if we're going back to my theory that he's just trying to make this brunch as messy as possible, I think he is trying to get Dan to punch him right I now. I think so too. Because it's bad enough he t- talks about her, just brings her up, but then calls her a slut. Yeah. Well, then he pushes him, and then as soon as he gets knocked to the ground, he just laughs. It's like, "Ha ha ha! Look what you did, you fucking idiot." Exactly. Got gotcha. you. So, yeah, Dan shoves Chuck. I think Blair is clearly getting hot and bothered by the violence. And you know what? Yeah. So, so am I, really. Yeah, who, like, who I think we were all... Who, I, I was to hear glass you know, breaking at a brunch. I'm like, oh, yeah, mama. I was, fan- I was fanning myself. I was like, oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> Settle down. Um, and in this moment, Dan realizes that he does not belong in this world. So yeah. he leaves. He leaves. He tells Serena not to follow. <laughs> Nate blames Blair for everything. Nice going, Blair. Nice going. <laughs> I feel like this is all like Chuck's fault. <laughs> all right, we'll, we'll blame Bear, Blair. With a little, like, it's all Serena's fault because she did. I was gonna do say, what a go, Blair. So Serena fucked me. And it's all Chuck's fault for, for like, stirring bringing the pot it to the here. surface. And then, but Nate just goes, Great job, yeah, because well, that's just supposed to show how much he fucking hates his girlfriend. <laughs> uh, and then Chuck takes this moment to shoot a shot with Serena, <laughs> which is, it's gross, but the perfect like tag to perfect the, time, to the scene. timing for it from him. Which <laughs> yeah. is like, I apparently have an open room. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> so this is where Dan is Dan is complaining to Serena, and Dan had had this vision of Serena in his head where he was going to fall in love with her, and he wants Serena to be like the perfect person but like she isn't like she obviously has this past and dan for some reason thought that she was just going to be this perfect person and they were going to fall in love and just be like i don't know i don't know what he yeah thought, i thought he, like, maybe he could clearly... swing her into his world a little bit and kind of take her away from that that rich yeah universe like what did he expect was going to happen like he was just going to be like i'm done with my old life and i'm with you now i guess that is what he expected yeah yeah he's just like i she makes the good point where she's like well you knew i was part of this world and he's like yeah i thought you were different and uh, she makes the good point. What happened is in the past. All I can do is try to change. And you know, I good speech. Yeah, I was being I was being sarcastic earlier in the episode when I said I, I believe Blair with what Blair was saying. But I actually do believe Serena here. I hear the hurt in her yes. voice, and she does want to change. She's showing him that she likes him. Just I would take it. Take that. Yeah, and I do believe that Serena is always wrong. But I actually think she might be right here. Oh wow! Spoilers. <laughs> I think that Serena's wrong a lot, but. Uh, this is understandable. Uh, Dan need, it, like I said, it's understandable that Dan needs time to think, but once he thinks about it, he shouldn't be taking this out on, on Serena. No, not at all. If, if this is a girl you've been waiting around your whole adolescent life for, this wouldn't be the kicker for me. Yeah, and you know, she Dan's not who Serena thought he was either, I guess. I guess so, uh, not. I guess we've both made mistakes. And then so he walks the, off. The, uh, yeah, the classic thing's going to happen where uh, mm-hmm. where Dan, Dan Dan's kind of just stare her down thinking she'll turn back. She doesn't, then he leaves. As soon as he leaves, turns Serena around. turns back and... Ships passing in the night. Ships passing in the night. Um, we're going to go back to the loft. Uh, Rufus and Jenny come back from their nice day at the farmer's market, which now apparently isn't as nice as I once thought mm-hmm. it was. The hydrangea market. Um, Dan gets a little philosophical. They're like, did you find Serena? Yeah, I did find her. And then I lost her. <laughs> <laughs> um, seems like they broke up. What Do you, do you think they're they're broken up here? Uh, well, I don't know if they're really 
together, like, they're never dating. They just went on a couple dates. Right. But as far as, like, if you're shipping Dan and Serena, are you mourning the loss here? Are you saying, like, ah, oh, man, what, what could have been? He had his chance, and now it's over. Do you think uh, they will find their way back to each other? Yeah, I think they will relatively quickly because I don't see her really getting with anyone else in this main cast at this moment. Right. Um, you don't see... Uh, I'm trying to think who else. Obviously not Dan and Jenny. They're not going to get together. No. I guess, I guess uh, Dan and Blair, you're not seeing Dan and Blair get together? No, unfortunately not. Dan I mean, and Nate? I, Well, I, honestly, like, during this episode, I thought maybe... Um, she was going to try and fuck Dan to try and get uh, Serena jealous. I thought that was going to ah, be one of her plot points. Uh, that move. might be at some that'd point be... in the future, but I thought that Listen, was going to be this having, episode. Blair's having enough, tr- enough trouble trying to fuck Nate. I know. I forgot she hasn't fucked anyone yet. And I was like, <laughs> okay, she's not going to lose her virginity to some guy. She doesn't even know his name. She's going to call him Cedric um, during bed. <laughs> Jenny seems uh, Jenny seems very good. See, I really took this episode at face value and that Jenny was now concerned for his brother, but now I'm second guessing everything where like, was Jenny concerned for his brother or was Jenny concerned that like, she thought this was going to be her ticket. Like if she wanted to side with Serena, Dan, Dan, Serena, Jenny could be best friend. She's trying to play both fields in that way. It's perfect. Now I'm thinking like, is, is Jenny just as manipulative as Serena and Blair already? She just, just she just has a cuter, younger face and she's trying to, I would like to believe I would like to believe that that's not true. I'd like to believe that no, Jenny I was has not thinking been that exact that. thing. I'm trying to take this at face value. I really do here. think that she wants him to, like, one, I'm sure she likes her brother, but I think at the same time, it's mostly like, well, if you get in with Serena, then I have yeah. I have Blair over here, I have Serena over here, and I'll, I'll, never, I'll always that's be winning. That's true. She's mapping out her future. And uh, Dan just wants to get down to the heart of the matter. The most important thing, uh, the thing that he is most concerned about, and, and he should be, and he says, um, did you tell Blair about Cedric? <laughs> what did she say? <laughs> well, she's, so you go, I, I oopsie. might have mentioned. I might, I might, I might have mentioned it. And <laughs> Dan's like, this is, Dan thinks this is the most like, and for, he's right because Blair does now know this about him, and that is devastating to him. But he's like, I told you, you cannot trust these people. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wish he flipped out harder. Just like, God, and, and Rufus, damn it. Ruf- Rufus is just watching this whole thing, and I can't imagine what he must be thinking. What does Cedric have to do with it? <laughs> <laughs> he just holds up his own Cabbage Patch doll. What's wrong with the Cabbage Patch doll? <laughs> he must be so confused. And this is when Jenny reveals that she has hydrangeas. Which is... <laughs> now, this, this family's uh, starting to seem a little loopy. Yeah. <laughs> I thought they were good. Maybe they're not. <laughs> Nate and Blair in bed. He says, you know, they're either breaking up or she has to forgive him. I love a good, uh, love a good ultimato. And the ultimato. Gonna... <laughs> meaning that Blair has to give him all of the tomato. <laughs> or none of it at all. <laughs> or none of it at all. And Blair is going to give Nate the whole tomato. <laughs> sure uh, is. And uh, that's kind of it. We have a nice closing monologue from uh, from Gossip Girl here. And that's going to be the end of the episode. Woo! Well, well, Serena's mystery man is a mystery no longer. His name is, oh, who cares? Now that he and S are over, so are his 15 minutes. But his sister... Jenny was spotted with a new dress gifted from Blair herself. Psycho. Everyone knows an Eleanor original is the uniform of B's private army. But will Jay be a loyal loyal soldier, or will she side with S's rebel forces? And as for S herself, we hear that she left today's brunch with no friends, no boy, and nowhere left to run. And she throws it out looks, her phone. Yeah, garbage. Yes. It looks like the ultimate insider has become a total outsider. It's your move, Serena. And you know who will be watching? Gossip Girl. And yes, you're you're right. We see the montage of of everything happening. Serena deleting the pictures in her phone, but uh, that is not enough because we have this <laughs> famous scene of Serena just completely throwing out her out of her phone. I think she was getting tired of like I had a lot of pictures. I don't want to delete all these. Let me just throw out the whole fucking. This phone. is too much. I'm throwing like and when you're rich, you can you can afford this. Yeah, I got a new one. Throws out her phone and and walks away. It is so funny. 
<laughs> like normally people have to delete other phones, but when you're Serena, you can just throw out your phone and walk away. Check it. Who needs it? Uh, and that is that. What'd you think of the episode? Good ep. Uh, it's my least favorite of the episodes I've seen so far, but it's fair. A solid, top two. A solid two out of two. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Next next week's episode is called Poison Ivy. Do you have anything? Any mm. predictions based on that? Poison Ivy. Is it going to be like a comic book themed episode where they do comic type art? No, I remember this episode, and I don't know why it's called Poison Ivy. But according to the Poison blurb, I- that that see the. Last week with the Wild Brunch gave me something to work it off did. of, but Poison Ivy, Poison Ivy gives me nothing. I'm trying to think, and I really... Uh, all the little blurb on HBO Max said was, uh, Blair uncovers information about Serena that may not remain a secret much longer. So, we have that to look forward okay. to. So, yeah, I feel like, uh, based on what happens by the end of the episode, um, what Gossip Girl says about Dan seems like he might not be a big player in the next episode, because she said he, he had his 15 minutes, which I get, because he's not really in their universe but he tried yes. to be and it was not anymore but since he's a main cast member i'm assuming he's going to be back soon um oh would it, would it be crazy just... if actually that was a, like <laughs> that was his 15 minutes over her over and we just didn't see dan anymore <laughs> that's the end of dan wow that's a wrap but jenny's still there somehow i think jenny's gonna be a big part of next episode mm-hmm, mm-hmm. based on that dress so i guess just overall predictions we still have so uh, uh, on the chessboard that is the upper east side we still have so many moving pieces we have Dan ended on a complete high at the end of the first episode. Now ends on a complete oh, yeah. low. It seems that Dan and Serena are kind of broken off now. They're in a little bit of a tiff. And also Serena and Blair are still, their rivalry is, you know, renewed and still as strong as ever. Um, where do you see these going? And do you think Serena will reconcile with Dan first or with Blair first or neither? Mm, I think the way that this episode ended, it looks like they're both in really bad places, though, two relationships. So I don't know which one is going to happen first. Um, I think there, it's probably easier to mend things with Dan because they didn't, they don't hate each other. Yeah, they, they don't have like years of like hostility right. <laughs> brewing and like this one big event yeah. that is like it, Blair hates her guts for a reason. I feel like if Dan realizes he's now obviously I'm I'm looking at this from the perspective of a newcomer. I, I would feel like if Dan realizes that he overreacted, I think it's a lot easier. To come back from that Precisely. than uh, to come back from the, the her right. and Blair It seems like she still has feelings for him, and they both do. So, yeah, I think if they had a certain conversation about it, it could work out more easily. Then there's no conversation yes. that can really cure Serena and Blair's issues right now. Yeah, I think something drastic kind of has to happen yeah. there. Now, I think what is far more like interesting kissing, is where, where is it, maybe, where is Jenny's loyalty going to lie, with Serena mm-hmm. or Blair? Well, so far she's definitely leaning Blair because of all the... Well, she got the, the that true. crazy expensive dress, and she's got the uniform now, like you said. Um, and plus, now if Dan's not going to be but with Serena, like, she doesn't have that ticket in. That's true. It seemed like the first episode she was so team Serena, and Serena was part of the crew that like saved her like against against Chuck. Right. They seemed to really like each other when Serena was helping her out shopping. Like Serena seems more genuine in her friendship with Jenny. But maybe Jenny thinks she can get more out of the Blair. Well, I think that's exactly it. I think she might like Serena more as a person in general. But and I think these these two sides are the brain versus the heart are tugging at Jenny here. Precisely, I think she's going to go with whoever is going to give her more power. I think Jenny might be the most interesting character. So far, right she is. I think Jenny gets a lot of hatred, but I really like her. I didn't know that she did, but. Uh... I told you. I told you my theory. I think that people just hate teenage girls. Oh, you know, Nicole was talking about this. That. How you you were saying that everyone hates Rory because she's a young girl. Oh, did girl I just tell and, Nicole uh, that? I, did I people just tell hate Nicole Jenny that? I too. Yeah. Too. Yeah. People hate 
Jenny, people hate uh, Julie Taylor and Friday Night Lights. I think people will just just see like the youngest girl in the show and decide to hate them. It's interesting. I mean, I don't hate I don't hate Jenny. I don't hate Rory either on Gilmore Girls. I I just thought she was a favorite, and I was like, oh, she's not my favorite by any means. I love her. I love Rory. It feels it seems like everyone hates her though. No, I, I have a big crush on Rory. Big Me crush. Too. She's, she's, she's yes, sweetheart. and Jenny's Jenny's too young um, to have a crush on, but maybe uh, when she's older, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> um, now, outside of this, uh, we saw perhaps maybe a love triangle or a rivalry with Dan and Nate start up. Do you think the Dan and Nate rivalry will go? Uh, I'm gonna guess yes. I think it's gonna be very one-sided on Nate's part, as far as like he again doesn't yeah. have really a chance with Serena at this point in the show. So I, I don't know what he's mad about, but I think I think they they will play that story. Yeah, and where does Chuck fit into all of this, or is he just going to be the 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 asshole that kind of roams around making gross comments? That seems everywhere? to be his place so far. I don't see what what would uh, make him do anything differently. He's succeeding at what he's trying to do. Yeah, and I guess I care less about the parents, but the it seemed like we alluded to something between Lily and Rufus, and then also to Lily and Bart. Do you think that might be a love triangle moving forward as well? Um, does, well, I don't know if Rufus necessarily knows Bart. Um. And I don't yeah. think he definitely doesn't know that Lily and yeah. Bart are dating, unless Dan ends up spilling the beans. Oh, in the that's future. true. He might, um, but also it doesn't look like Rufus has much of a chance with Lily, even though they had some sort of history. She's really not giving him the time of day. Lily, Lily shits on they see each like, other quite a like, bit, unless, but she does continue to shit on him. Yeah, unless Rufus reaches uh, another tax bracket, I don't think. Uh, right, unless they had, the band might blow up at some point. A little bit whole season where the, the band gets really big and we see a concert. Do you think we will see a season that is just about Rufus going on tour? I'm hoping that's season three. <laughs> um, so let's get into episode grades now. Sure. Uh, do you remember um, what we gave the last episode? First? I think we agreed on the episode. We gave it an A maybe for the pilot. I gave it an I A. I, I can double I I check this. I, bel- I believe you gave it an yeah, A Yeah, I think that there's room to grow. So I think with that being said, yes, you gave it an A minus. I like this one less. I'll give it a, a B plus. Solid. It's very okay, solid so and good. Yeah, so not masterful. You you gave last week an A minus. You give this week a B plus. B plus. I am going to give this week an A minus. Okay. I agree with you. I liked it slightly less. I gave last week an A. I think that this was still very good. Like mm-hmm. it, it covers everything that I like about the show. Um, not as iconic as the pilot, obviously. Hence the A minus. But you know, we come out firing right away. I really love the early season one of uh, Gossip Girl. You know, like I said, there's so many moving pieces, so many amazing lines from the characters. We mm-hmm. talked about your joke of the episode. I love all the all the burns. Like yep. I said, I have my uh, my top five burns of the episode that I was inspired to make. Oh, there we go. Uh, that's the big, big reveal. reveal. And then we have the amazing climactic br- brunch scene with the five principal characters all together going back and forth. All these rivalries still brewing. Uh, you know, it keeps us looking forward to let to next I know. week. I sp- I'll speak for myself. Oh, me too. I, I, I am. The it's, same for you. Yeah. it's tough to watch one episode and be like, oh, well, I guess I gotta wait. One more week to watch this show. I know. I that's know. the way it works, though. I mean, it's that's good. It's a good feeling to have for a show. I'd say it's it's impressive um, that it's so uh, gripping. Two episodes into a show, where it can oftentimes be the most boring part of a series. I, listen, I think I yeah, I think they're nailing it so far. Um, so, who is your MVP of the episode? MVP. Because uh, I I believe I went first last week. Yeah, so I like I like that this week. Off the top of the head, I want to say, like I said before, Chuck might be accomplishing exactly what he's trying to do all episode long, and he's—I th- I think he's—he's he's succeeding in in his plans. He's causing chaos, and he's enjoying himself, 
everyone, everything around him is crumbling, and, and he's laughing at it and enjoying it, enjoying the brunch, enjoying the show. And I think he might be uh, the winner here because everyone else is having a kind of a tough, tough time, tough, tough episode. Besides maybe Blair's another runner-up to Chuck uh, in that she's just not doing as poorly as uh, Nate. And she, she's got some of the best burns in the episode, too, which definitely gives her a leg up on some of the other other characters but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Nate and Serena being in such an argument at the, by the end of the episode definitely puts them a little bit on a lower tier um, Jenny could be a possible contender but I'm going to stick with Chuck in this one that he's going to just on the sides just watching it all go to flames and enjoying it wow so a big bounce back episode yeah. for, bounce back episode for Chuck who gets both of our LVPs last last episode was already going to get halfway back up to zero with a with an MVP point and I, I don't know it's not because uh, I like what he's doing but I, right, no, you know I what I mean? I think he's just doing what he's setting out to do. All right. So I'm going to go do another direction. You mentioned in in one of your many honorable mentions, you mentioned the person I'm going to go to. I am going to say Jenny, even though I watched this through a different lens when I was watching it earlier mm-hmm. than it is now. Even I thought that she was just being a, a sweet sister. Right. Whole, the more you talk that out, though, you realize. Even if it is the other way, yeah, still e- wins. either she is just a nice person or she is just playing a, a good social game in the Upper East Side right now. So uh, it's an all-around good episode for her. Uh, she has the one little slip-up with Cedric. Maybe she shouldn't have said that. But, right. but besides it that, led to, led to a good she, line. She is, uh, yeah, she has rebounded nicely from the events of last episode. Uh, she gives Dan great advice in the beginning, cheers him up, gets him out there to get Serena back, has a very good meeting with Blair. You know, yeah. gets the new dress out of it. She's on the rise. Uh, she's the swing vote in between the uh, the S and B power struggle. Right. And uh, even if she had other intentions, she made her dad's day by going to the farmer's Yeah, and I, I agree with, with all that. Yeah. I just think uh, the main reason I didn't pick her for my MVP is just because of how goddamn creepy she is by the end of the episode. <laughs> That's fair. She'll get the one point from me. <laughs> and uh, so who's who's your LVP of the episode? Uh, LVP, I think it's like we said this early on in the, in the episode today about how Dan goes from hero to zero well for he was from zero to hero within the first episode and then now back down to zero in this episode yeah he's really been all yeah. over the place over the, really close he's had a hell of an yeah, arc yeah. in the first two episodes yeah he's had an all-time long and year. i i also said it, it's got to be serena or dan and with you going dan i think i will go i'll go serena here um because yeah. i was already leaning towards serena and she but, did get uh, shit on by her I best think, friend Yes, she did. And as Gossip Girl says, she leaves brunch with no friends, no boy, and right, nowhere and no to run. Phone. Uh, and, and no <laughs> phone now. She can. She uh, continued lying to her, you know, supposed best friend until she was right. caught. She yelled at Nate for like Nate doing the right thing. Uh, she never told Dan any of it until it was like too late. Until the whole thing blew mm-hmm. up. Like she could have avoided this at so many steps if she would have just told someone the yeah. truth. And she just, just did didn't. Not. So I, I'm kind of on her side with the argument with Dan. But at the same time, she made this mess so much worse than it had to be, and then she randomly throws out. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think that that's that's true. But I, I just feel like the the amount of turnover in twenty four hours that Dan has had yeah, is just true. such an epic collapse. You know. Yeah, that, that's good. We get a. I, I um. Yeah, I, I I think that this is good. Getting giving one to Serena. Yeah, and we, we, I agree. We all agree with everything. Um, for the most part. So with that, I will bring us to our most looked forward segment, the top five burns yes, that I assembled. Yes, let's hear them. I think number five, I think we have to go with the concierge because it's so unexpected for a concierge to have a, a snappy one-liner. But uh, <laughs> when he tells Dan, you know, once she went out and didn't come back for six months, but feel free to sit. 
what do you even say to that? Dan is just dumbfounded. <laughs> and now we're going to have, for the top four, we're going to have some some people that are going to be uh, giving out burns for the rest of the series. Blair, mm-hmm. uh, when the, the Cabbage Patch line is just so, so perfect. Um, and then you get left alone with no one but your Cabbage Patch kid. It, <laughs> I mean, Dan is obviously not expecting this. No, it, yeah, totally. It, it comes oh, out yeah. of nowhere. Number three is going to be another Blair one, just because uh, Serena comes in the door so happy to watch a to watch a movie with Blair, and she just shits on her life and says, "I must have totally blanked on the part where I invited you." So simple, Bitch. but so efficient. And number two, we're gonna get Lily here in the in the with both of the top two here. Lily, when she just completely ends Dan's life and says that it's been very oh, pleasant yeah. until now, with the huge smile on her face. And then, of course, number one is when she just completely murders Rufus yep. and, and brings up his low-income tax bracket, his mm-hmm. bad V-neck, his Three T-shirts, and, and his awful Three jokes, one, and then just brings up that his wife left. That's <laughs> her extra measure. Uh, she fucked up the Humphrey boys this those, episode. Those uh, are yeah. my top five. Do we have uh, any other thoughts? Uh, I mean, no. I think I think we did a good. I think maybe if anything that we can comment quickly on the music today it was also also great. Um, there was uh, "Shut Up and Drive" was being played throughout the whole thing, yeah. pretty much, and love a good. It wasn't like a transition song, but it was just in the background of those was, scenes. Yeah, in the montage where uh, Serena throws out her phone, the uh, the bravery song "Believe" that is playing, I was which that I was going to be my my biggest bop of the day. Yeah, that was good. Maybe that we could good. do Bop of the Day, too. We have a lot, a lot of rankings. Bop, Bop of the Day. Actually, and it's funny you say this, because I literally just realized that I pulled this up. Um, this doesn't have to be a segment every episode, but I was inspired by your other podcast, The Hoppy mm-hmm. Boys, where you guys write, read a, like user reviews at uh-huh. the end. And so I wanted to check I wanted to check if IMDb had any fun reviews, and I found this very interesting review okay. of this episode of Gossip Girls. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read ahead. it. 7 out of 10 stars, so pretty good. And the title is, Oh My God, Can You Say Corruption of the Young, the Very Young? <laughs> I didn't. I don't know who's writing this, but I have to imagine some <laughs> middle-aged woman. But... So she starts, okay, total spoiler, just of the episode, by the okay. way, not of, uh, I don't want you to think I'm spoiling. So she goes, okay, total spoiler, but this episode, wow, there's a scene where the evil Wicked Witch Temptress, Blair, basically bribes young, innocent 14-year-old Jenny, not that she looks it, bounce, bounce, jingle, jingle, <laughs> with a blue... <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> with... <laughs> With a blue dress to add Jenny to her stall of minions. Jenny goes over to Blair's house. By the way, how good is security of the rich and bitchy if all these people just come walking in, one wonders. Then again, young blonde girls, not exactly Al-Qaeda. Not, oh my <laughs> not since Marie Warner, anyway. But I digress. <laughs> Basically, to suck up to the evil temptress and to, this is where it gets weird, to ask if the boy Chuck who assaulted her the night before has asked about her. Blair puts things in motions, which reminds us of dangerous liaisons, or better yet, cruel intentions, only that last one wasn't so... perverted. The tells are there. Blair cautions to Jenny that, in this world, you will get talked at, and Jenny's more or less perverted admission to Blair that she also doesn't have a problem with someone who has a problem with Serena. Oh my, it's getting very, very dark in here. <laughs> well, I, I think, I, well, it, it doesn't have to be a segment, per se, but if we find good ones like this every episode, we probably should just read them. Yes. I I hope that whoever this person is has <laughs> written reviews of every episode. I, I hope so. It, it sounded like she was upset by the show, but she's like very, very into it. I cannot tell. It seems like she hates Blair. She keeps calling her the evil Wicked Witch Temptress. Um, and she calls... <laughs> I think she's Team Jenny, but she... <laughs> the young, innocent 14-year-old Jenny, not that she looks it, bounce, bounce, jingle, That's jingle, nice. was a really <laughs> inspired use of parentheses in, her, in this review. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! She made me feel less creepy when she said that. By the way, by the way, how good is security that Richard? And I keep saying she, but this might be a man. It that could wrote be. This yeah. Review. I have no idea. Um, bounce, bounce, yeah. jingle, jingle. 
was this review helpful? You know what? I will say Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Yes, yes, it was. It gave us great content. <laughs> this this review was September 28th, 2007. So this was two days after the episode premiered. They were very anxious to give a review of this episode. <laughs> anyway, so with that being said, uh, should we get into uh, some Gossip Girl theater? Oh, yes. Uh, so this episode will be doing the the scene where Serena and Dan are having their little argument outside of the the brunch right? is that correct where that's the setting that's yeah. right okay yes. so it starts uh, exit the palace hotel serena is running after dan so i will naturally play serena because uh i embody exactly. her and i think i look like her quite a bit because you have the blonde hair and blonde hair and yes bounce bounce jingle jingle downtown jingle jingle <laughs> should that be the should we change the name of our podcast <laughs> it's a deep cut because it's a review of a show it's not a good quote from the show, but people might know it. The people who have turned off the podcast already do not know what's going on. If we change the... Also, hold on. By the way, how good is the security of the rich and bitchy if all these people just come walking in, one wonders? Then again, young blonde girls, not exactly Al-Qaeda. <laughs> I mean, that's true. Young blonde girls are not exactly Al-Qaeda. But does she Al-Qaeda. want Al-Qaeda to be security for New York City? No, I think she's saying that... Uh, that Young blonde girls are not Al Qaeda, oh, so maybe she just she's giving right security in. a pass. She's like, yeah, she's like, security's letting them pass because they're young blonde girls and not Al Qaeda. <laughs> fair, fair enough. <laughs> but I digress. <laughs> but I digress. <laughs> All right, let's go back to the theater. <laughs> you are now listening to Lonely Boys Theater. Exit the Palace Hotel. Serena's running after Dan. Dan, Dan, wait. I'm so sorry. There's there's no need to be, really. I, I shouldn't have come here today. I made a mistake. No, you didn't. Look, I'm sorry about Blair and Chuck. It's not about Blair or Chuck. I mean, it is, but it's not just them. No, I know. Trust me. I know. This world, it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And you're part of it. What? And you didn't know that? I don't know. I, I thought you were different. Dan turns and around and starts walking away. Well, I'm sorry I'm not who you thought I was, but that's what happens. What hap- blah, blah, blah. Cut. Yes, sir. We, yes, Serena? <laughs> <Blah, blah. laughs> oh, no. She's a monster. So, something's <laughs> happening. Well, I'm sorry I'm not who you thought I was, but what's happened in the past, you know. Dan stops. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> and more, Serena. <laughs> and <laughs> and all that I can do is try to change but if you can't accept that then you know you're not who I thought you were well I guess we both made mistakes bitch and scene alright <laughs> I'm glad I, I didn't know that was the last scene I'm glad I ended on a bitch <laughs> I feel like they are going to think we just put a clip up the show <laughs> again <laughs> especially with that improv scene where she turns into a monster oh my god we're having a good time here <laughs> <laughs> so with that, um, that'll that'll wrap up. Like I said, next week we're going to be doing episode three of the first season, Poison Ivy. Um, would you like to plug anything before we head out? Uh, yes, I have. Uh, actually, by the time this comes out, this might already be. I probably will actually be happening already. But uh, I like to plug my other podcast, The Hobby Boys, where we talk about all things beer. This month in August, we're having a month we call Clogist where we are reviewing yes. every single White Claw variety pack. So that'll be the... And I, I uh, also, independently of you, came up with that pun, but you yes, also, but we, you, you beat me yep. to the punch. <laughs> um, 
but we are having our first month where we have uh, an episode come out every week. That is uh, probably what we should do anyway, but uh, it's new to us. <laughs> so yeah. Wow, an episode every, every week, week for one crazy. month only. Don't get used to it. And hopefully, hopefully the people that have been listening to this show have been have also been hearing one episode. They per should week. be. Um, that might be over by the time you hear this. Who knows? But uh, if you hadn't listened to it yet, and it's already September by this point, go back and enjoy Clogus because there's some big name guests in that month. Yeah. Love it, love it. I will be listening. Everyone else should be listening. Check Copy Boys is a very funny oh, podcast. That's so nice of you to say. A couple of buds talking suds or whatever you guys say. Yeah, we're good buds talking about drinking suds. Um, uh, anything else? Um, and listen to uh, the Lonely Boys podcast and that's true. That's it. This episode specifically. Yeah. Um, I was actually recently on a podcast. Also, by the time this comes out, it will be out because. I don't know when this is coming out, so um, I, I have to imagine that the the, uh, the podcast that I'm on is being released tomorrow. So okay, um, unless we release this before tomorrow, we're, we're going to release episode three <laughs> tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, as a little as a little yeah. preview. Um, but yeah, I was on the Bitter Jurors podcast talking about Legend of Korra. Uh, um, I know that you're a big fan of Legend of yes. Korra. Uh, we talked about season one, episode eleven, and we shit all over. Wow, it, it was so bad. <laughs> was is that the finale? No. Uh, no, episode 12 was the okay. finale. It was the penultimate episode uh, where we get a 15-minute backstory of Tarlock that no one asked for and no one cared about. It was. I think I, I remember um, when we talked about Avatar and we got into Korra a little bit when we I was on the show with you. You guys really – or you didn't you hadn't watch it yet at that point, I don't think. I don't remember. But they really hate season one of uh, Korra. Yes, and they still And do. I like it Spoiler quite a alert. bit. It's my third favorite season of four, but <laughs> I still like it. <laughs> season one not my favorite but uh i got the call to be on be on this episode so i did my due diligence and i watched the episode and i said this is just as bad as i remembered but the podcast was fun though we had a lot a good time talking about the episode uh discussing what worked what didn't and uh, if you like legend of korra uh check it out and even if you don't if you're into survivor new survivor season is starting at the end of september and the bitter jurors will be get getting back to what they do I'm not going to say what they do best, because they do a great job of talking <laughs> okay. Avatar and Legend of Korra as well. But they're going to get back their bread and butter, what they started the podcast for, and that's talking about Survivor. So if you're into Avatar or Legend of Korra or Survivor, subscribe to The Bitter Jurors and listen to my episode specifically, because you'll get to hear this lovely voice yes. again. And then listen to uh, Sam and Derek, who are two very funny Yes, good, good pals. Good peeps. Good pals, good pals. And uh, that is all I have to plug today. I must I make a, a third consecutive uh, plugging of uh, Never Have I Ever sure, Season 2 on there. Netflix. <laughs> make sure make sure you yeah. watch that if you haven't <laughs> <Okay>. already. <laughs> well, I think that um, about does it then. It does. It does. So um, we will talk to you guys again next week. And until the, oh, do you want to actually try to do the outro right this week where we say I'm, I'm waiting time? for it. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to land it. Okay. All right. All right. And until next time, you know you love us. XOXO. Lonely boys. Lonely boys. Ooh, that's right, pretty that was pretty good. Oh, you uh, thought it was on good? my end, it sounded perfect. Oh, really? Oh, well, that may, maybe that means it was not perfect then. I'll make it perfect right, tonight. Well, yeah, right, perfect. That's perfect. <laughs> <laughs>